It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, Joel? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademade Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. Welcome, everyone, to UFC Fight Night Santos vs. Ankalaev live betting show with Pun School and Trademate. Today, I'll be going through the main card of the Santos and Ankalaev card. So, that will be going through uh, Bruno Silva vs. Alex Pereira, Drew Dober vs. Terence McKenney, Khalil Roundtree vs. Carl Robeson. Alex Caceres versus Sadiq Youssef, Marlon Marias versus Yudong Song, Song Yudong, however you want to say it. And lastly, the main event, Tiago Santos versus Magomed and Kalaev. As always, I'll be giving out a few bets today, but I do have to be respectful to those who pay the subscription fee with uh, with uh, MMA Punt School. So I don't want to be giving out everything as, uh, yeah. They're paying their hard-earned dollars for that stuff. Um, one question come through already, which is nice. Dag Dag Mawi McConan, sorry if I have not pronounced that right, says, why don't you post frequently? Uh, maybe give me a bit more context, mate. Post a video or post a – I'm not too sure what you're uh, – what you're talking about there, mate. So give me a bit more context. All right. Uh, first fight we will go through today. Silver versus Pereira. Talk about an absolute banger we have right here. I'll just get up the odds for you guys first. Um, sorry, the, uh, the internet's throwing me off a bit here, but hopefully we're all good now. So you've got Pereira at 1.57 and you've got Silva at 2.42. I actually like Pereira in this spot at 1.57. I would have him closer to 1.4 personally, and I think he will drop as the week goes on. So um, I will explain, though. I will explain. For me, I mean, it's obviously going to be a a stand-up fight for the most part, I would think. Um, and overall, you match the two up together. You've got Alex Pereira, who's an elite kickboxer, elite former kickboxer, um, versus Silva, who, I mean, just looking back at some of Silva's fights, he fought uh, Wellington Terman, not really a kickboxer, more of a grappler, uh, wrestler in Sanchez, and then he came up against Wright, and Wright is kind of the first... Um, the closest thing to a kickboxer or, you know, a, a decent striker that he's faced. And he did have a little, before knocking right out, he did have a little bit of problem with him, especially in the clinch. So I expect Pereira to use that to his advantage. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if early on Silva was maybe landing more strikes, uh, pushing the pace a little bit. And Pereira is just very patient uh, and kind of picks his shots and kind of just try and find that perfect shot to end the night like he did with um, with the uh, Michelades or however you pronounce his name. I think Silva's a good striker, but he's not all that technical. Like he's more of a, you know, he's more of a brawler than anything. Like he's, 
he's faced a lot of um, a lot of grapplers and wrestlers, and I think in those cases he's kind of just been able to get them up against the fence and unload on them. But against Wright, you know, he essentially finished him by just getting in the pocket and swinging for dear life, and he was the one that landed first. So there wasn't anything in terms of like setup or you know like that that would um, that shows that he could compete with Pereira on the feet at that kind of technical level. So I that's why I think Pereira will close um, closer to one forty. I don't think Silver can take him down. I mean, that's kind of the the maybe the narrative that people want to go along with is that all right, well, Pereira is a better striker, so do you think Silver's going to try and take him down? And I just think, you know, from what we've seen, you know, he hasn't tried to implement really any grappling at all um, in the UFC. So you compare someone like like his wrestling abilities to someone like Andreas um, Michelardis or however you pronounce his last name, uh, who's for Pereira. And, the, you know, Pereira got taken down, I think, twice by him, but Pereira handled himself really well. I was very impressed with how he handled himself in the grappling and the wrestling. So I wouldn't say Bruno's better than him. At worst, he's on par, and we saw how that finished. So, um, yeah, I just think if Pereira, even if Pereira does find himself, if I mean, if he does find himself on his back somehow, you know, Silva gets him down, then, yeah, sure, he's in a bit of danger there because... Bruno's got a heavy top game, but I just um, I don't see it happening. I think Silva's going to go out there and go toe to toe with Pereira, and I just don't think it ends well most of the time for him. You know, small gloves, anything can happen. But add into it also that Pereira's training with Glover Teixeira, who's one of the best grapplers in the UFC. So I'm sure you know he's progressing every day, getting a little bit better every day. Um, and the fact that he hasn't been doing MMA for long, like his his improvement is accelerated past someone that's been doing it a long time. So, yes, for me, I think that's my first bet for today is, uh, is Pereira to win 1.57. I could see it potentially going to a decision. Um, you know, maybe Bruno's really hard to finish. Or Pereira just really plays it safe and looks to outpoint him. You never know. So, um, yeah, I think 1.57 is probably a safer bet there. Just take that. Um, but, you know, if you can get over two for KO, then you're probably, for a Pereira KO, then you're probably not, you know, you're doing a decent job there. Let's move on to Doba and McKinney. So this is a short notice fight. I think Terence accepted the fight maybe five days ago, something like that, maybe a little bit more than that. So he's had about a week and a half to prepare for this one. But he fought um, not even two weeks ago. So he's basically, you know, taking a fight two weeks later. Um, but, you know, this is a massive step up for McKenney. He's... He's basically going into the ranked fighters now. I mean, if Dober's, I don't know if Dober's ranked, but, you know, he has been ranked, you know, around that 14, 15 mark before. So it's a big step up for McKinney. 
He's clearly a danger in round one. We can see that. I mean, the sample size on McKenney is just so small right now in terms of his UFC experience. His first fight was seven seconds, <laughs> and his second fight was two minutes, I think. So we haven't really, especially his striking, we really haven't seen much of it yet other than that Frivola knockout. Um, so it's really hard to get a complete ga gauge on his level at the moment. Um, but what we can say definitively is that he's a danger in round one. There's no doubt about that. At the very least, he's a danger in round one. I assume Dobra will be looking to keep this on the feet, whereas McKinney, I think he'll be looking to shoot um, yeah, and look to work his ground game, which I thought looked really good against ZM. I know ZM has been taken down and held down for periods um, during his UFC career, but having fought um, Malaki, having fought, um, oh, God, the, the Italian fella, I can't remember his name, uh, Vendramini, sorry. The way that, you know, he he was the most successful on the ground. I mean, he got to his back and submit, uh, finished him with a rear naked choke and he didn't even have the hooks in, so very impressive. I think he will be able to get, Dober down at some point. So there is a chance that McKinney could do some early work from there, you know, could look for a sub um, or just hold position and win a round. I think depending, Dober's, you know, had a bit of mixed results in terms of, you know, how he's been able to cope with wrestlers. I mean, he's been taken down by lots. He's been taken down by Riddell, which is a bit of an alarming sign for me because Riddell's not really a wrestler. He's been taken down by Markachev, obviously, um, and also Hernandez, but he sprung back to his feet very quickly there. So that's the thing with McKenney is his ground game looks very good. I'm not, you know, he's a former wrestler. It's really hard to get a gauge on these things, but I'm thinking that he'll be able to get Dober down um, and because his ground game looks so good against ZM, I'm thinking that he could keep him down there. I think a lot of it depends on if Dober respects his ground game, because I think Dober didn't really even try to get up the off the ground when Makachev took him down. I think he thought, you know, if I try and work back to my feet, I feel like I'm just going to give my back up here um, or, you know, get myself into a bad position and it'll end up in a submission. Whereas in the other fights he's had against, uh, you know, Hernandez, um, like in those kind of fights, he was just like, all right, I don't really respect these guys' jiu-jitsu. I'm just going to get up as quickly as possible. And he was able to do that against Riddell too. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think there is a risk that, you know, if he does get back up to on his way to his feet, that he could get caught in a scramble or have his back taken or something like that, which is dangerous, you know, going off Terence's last fight. Um. Yeah, on the feet, who knows? McKinney might be happy to stand there with um, with Dober, which, you know, Dober's a great striker. He's not amazing, but he's, you know, at this day, he's, he's, a, he's a lot better than most. Um, but, you know, it would be surprising if he did decide to stand with, with Dober. But it's, it's so hard to get a gauge on what his stand-up's like because, you know, all we have is that combo on Frivola, and yeah, it was great. It was it was um, it was very sharp combination, but 
um, yeah, it's really hard to know. For me, it's just mostly it's just to stay out. We don't even know what his gas tank's like, McKinney, yet. You can go back and watch his other fights, but they're all one minute, two minute, two. So um, for me, I look at it and say if McKinney got the blows out to, you know, 3.0, I'd probably bet him. Um, but, yeah, it's just not worth the risk at anything um, lower than that. Um, since we haven't seen much of his striking, uh, we don't even know if he can go three rounds at a good click. Haven't really seen too much of his wrestling. Um, so yeah, if I'm if I'm looking to have a bet on this one, maybe have a look at some of the props. Unfortunately, uh, Top Sport haven't released their props yet. Um, but as you can see here, McKenney's at two point four four and Dober at one point five six. But yeah, for me, no bet there at the moment. We'll wait and see uh, the props come out there. All right, Khalil Roundtree versus Carl Robeson. Another fun fight here. We have the odds up, very close in odds this one, 1.77 for Robeson and 2.05 for Roundtree. I think mostly be a stand-up fight, like you would assume. I wouldn't be surprised if Robeson did look to test his wrestling against Roundtree. Um, if you go back to Robeson's fight with Fatori, he competed really well with Fatori in the wrestling, which was bloody surprising for a few, you know, for a few moments at least. Um, I think at some point he even had Vittori's back, or he had him. He was on top of Vittori, reversed a few um, situations. And, you know, he's landed a takedown on Kopilov a few years ago. You know, maybe he'll wait till Roundtree's a bit more tired before he tries a takedown, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it at all. Um, on the feet, I think Roundtree is the more power shot merchant. I think if they got into a slugfest kind of fight, I would favor Roundtree a little bit more, maybe a little bit more power. Um, you know, Roundtree can be, you know, technical if he wants to be. But I think most of the time he's looking to, you know, he's looking to find a big strike to end the fight. And I don't think his style is really suited to going more than two rounds, I would say. Whereas Robeson, on the other hand, is a bit more patient, uh, more suited to going the distance, a bit more technical. Um, and I think if he can avoid a big round tree punch, especially early in the fight, um, and just keep, you know, round tree working enough keeping the pace up to it, you know, decent click using his wrestling. I can see him either winning later in the fight or, um, you know, maybe winning a decision. I think uh, I think early on, the thing is if Roundtree can get him down, Roundtree, I mean, sorry, Robeson can get Roundtree down, Roundtree's ground game looks a little bit iffy. So, um you know, that's a big angle there for Robeson to exploit if you can get him down. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Roundtree dangerous early on as always. Robeson might look to be a bit conservative. Looking at the odds, I kind of think they're right where they're at now. Just, you know, it's it's mostly a 50-50 fight, but then you have to factor in, you know, Robeson could use his wrestling and be effective. He's got the better gas tank and on the feet, they're pretty bloody... They're pretty bloody even. So 
Um, yeah, slight favourite for me, Robeson. But in terms of the betting, I don't really see anything at the moment. Okay. Moving on to <clears throat> Caceres versus Yusuf. I think um, Yusuf will look to pressure Caceres, get him in the pocket as much as possible for big exchanges, whereas Alex probably, well, Caceres wants this fight at kicking range as much as possible. I think, you know, if they, especially if they get into that pocket kind of range, that boxing kind of range, Yusuf's a very good chance of clipping Caceres, you know, like like Choi did to him. But you do have to keep in mind that, shockingly, Caceres has only been finished by knockout once uh, in his UFC career at least. I'd, I, can't, I don't think I look back um, far enough, but, you know, he's been, at least in the UFC, I'm pretty sure he's only been knocked out once. Uh, and that was in 2015. I believe it was Rivera. Um, but, yeah, 2015, so that's, you know, seven years ago, which is quite crazy to think. Um, he did get clipped versus, versus Choi, but he did he scrambled really well. And I, although, you know, I think he he got hit with an illegal knee shortly after, but I think even if he didn't get hit with that knee, he, sh he was showing enough signs to me that he was going to be able to avoid that finish and stop the momentum. Um, so he's, he's very good at scrambling. He knows he's so experienced. I mean, how many fights he got in the UFC? Probably 20, something around there. So he's as experienced as they come. I think there's a chance Yusuf may look to wrestle Caceres, but I think getting in the clinch with him or just being in his guard, it's a dangerous game to play. So I kind of think that unless Yusuf's really struggling on the feet, which I couldn't see happening really, I don't think he'll go for the wrestling. But I think overall it's a, it's a bloody tough one to call. I think both these fighters have they have lots of ways to win this fight. Um. I can see either fighter having success. I could see Yusuf, you know, knocking him out at any point in the fight, really. He's got big power. Um, you know, Caceres can leave his chin out there every now and then. Um, taller guy, you know, I could see Yusuf faking a takedown, coming over the top with a big haymaker. Could see Caceres catching him with a kick himself, maybe rocking Yusuf, and then wrapping up a choke of some kind. See Caceres then getting in some kind of grappling scramble and Caceres getting his back and locking in a choke, the same as he did um, against Choi. Or, I mean, I could also see just Yusuf winning a decision um, just through being more aggressive, landing more impactful shots. Um, so I think there's a lot of way this, this fight could go. The odds are... Um, Caceres is 2.91, Yusuf 1.41. I don't think Caceres at 2.91 is the worst ever bet. There could be some value there. But for me, it's not enough to to make a play. Um, yeah, 
I'd have to wait until see all the props come out. But yeah, hopefully I've given you guys enough to to chew on there in terms of paths to paths to victory for each fighter and you guys can make your own minds up. All right, next one. Marlon Marias and Song Yudong or Yudong Song. Still don't know which order that goes in. <laughs> but uh but anyway, we'll we'll keep going. Marias at 3.05 and Song Yidong at 1.38. I think Marlon, funny enough, I actually think Marlon is the better fighter in most of the areas. The problem is he's got a limited gas tank and a lot worse chin than, than Song Yidong does. I think like all Marias fights, he's a massive danger in the early parts of the fight in both the wrestling and the striking and the grappling, every part of the fight. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal MMA fighter. The problem is Song has a very good chin, um, so I predict that he'll most likely be able to handle most of Marias's shots. Um, I think Marias will probably try and take Song down a few times, especially early in the fight when he's full of gas. Song, you know, his takedown defense could do with some improving, but he's also very good at getting back to his feet. So he's always going to be making Marias work in every scenario. On the feet, he can push a decent pace, and in the grappling and in the wrestling, he's always going to be trying to get back to his feet. So in terms of finishing the fight for Marias, because, is you know, we know that if, if it's going at a decent click, He's going to struggle to go those three rounds. I think in terms of finishing the fight, I would give Marias a better chance of finishing the fight via submission rather than KOing um, Song just due to his chin. Um, and I also am a little bit worried about, you know, the way Song gets back to his feet sometimes. He's happy to give up the back, which can be quite a dangerous thing to do when you're fighting someone like Marias. So... In that Phillips fight with Song, I was just a little worried with how Song got back up to his feet on that one. Um, and, yeah, could be an opportunity for Marlon to use his BJJ and get his back or something like that and find a submission. Um, I think overall, Marias, you know, if he doesn't get clipped in the first round, I think he'll probably win the first round. Um, I mean, at this stage of his career, it's just so hard because... <laughs> There's just such a narrative growing there, and I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, he must ha be having some huge mental battles at the moment because he just keeps losing in just about the same way every single fight. Um, so maybe he'll try and pace himself more. Maybe he'll not grapple because he doesn't want to expend so much energy. Maybe he's just happy to stay in the pocket. Maybe he's going to go lower output. Maybe he's just going to be like, screw it. I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. Um, yeah, well, it's hard to know because he's got to change something. It's not working for him. But I think overall Song will try to, you know, look to pressure him, wear him down, um, which is the most likely scenario in this fight eventually. And, um, yeah, I mean, from there it's hard to see how Marias lasts, you know, if how he wouldn't succumb to some kind of knockout by Song Yudong because, you know, his boxing's pretty lethal. 
he got his first knockout in his last fight for a long time. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, I think a lot of that one point four you're seeing on Song Yudong is his ability to knock Marias out at any time. So, whereas Marias, I think is you know one of his best chances of getting victory here is is by submission. So. We shall see. I've got no bets for that one, no props, so it's a bit hard. I just don't really see much value in the money lines at the moment. But I've definitely got a bet for this next one, the main event, Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalaeva. Quick drink. Odds for this one. Very short, our man Ankalaev, 1.16, and Santos at 5.30, I think, as I'll go through, I think Ankalive will get shorter and shorter as we get closer to fight time. But I will explain why. I think he can just dictate wherever this, wherever, <laughs> how this fight goes, I think he dictates. Um, <clears throat> I think he'll be happy to stand with Santos, even though I think that's Santos's best chance to win the fight. Um, but I think he'll be happy to stand with Santos for the most of it. Look to time takedowns when he feels like it. Um, and I think as long as they're well-timed takedowns, which they normally are from Ankalaev, I think he can get him down to the ground. Um, as as Santos is, you know, he's strong um, and his takedown fence is decent, but I think, you know, Ankalaev's timing is pretty good, so I think he will be able to get him down. Um, especially later in the fight when Santos is a bit, you know, a bit more fatigued, um, et cetera, et cetera. If he does get him down, I don't think Ankalive has that killer ground game like a Glover does. You know, Glover had huge success on the ground with uh, Santos. So I don't really see him doing anything like that. I mean, could potentially finish him, no doubt, but... Um, yeah, just he doesn't seem to have that killer ground game just yet in his career. Um, but I'm sure he'll be able to control him down there and win win rounds easily. Um, <clears throat> Uncle Ive has an advantage in the cardio too. I think if he keeps a decent enough pace, you can see Santos folding towards the end of the fight, especially if he makes Santos grapple, wrestle, if he has Uncle Ive on top of him for long periods. Um I really just think Santos has a has a puncher's chance. I mean, which is a decent chance in MMA because the gloves are so small and Santos has got huge power. But Ankalive is just so he, he's a great he's so sound defensively and he's a great counter striker, which I think is just the worst combination for Santos because it's not like Santos is some technical you know technical genius on the feet it's more lunging attacks explosive attacks and i just think ankle can dodge them evade and crack him with one himself um so yeah i mean i price ankle around 110 to 1.15 so if you want to take those short odds available at the moment, 1.16 or higher, I would, you know, I think that's a value bet. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, I really just think Santos is just a puncher's chance, especially he's at the back end of his career. His last performance against Walker was pretty uh, worrisome, very low output. His, his last couple of performances have been very worrisome. He's coming off those <clears throat> knee surgeries after the John Jones fight. So, yeah, if you want to take those low odds, I think that's value. But if you want to maybe get something a little bit better, I do think if if the prices do come out, if you can get above twos, so 2.05, 2.1 and above on Ankoliev to win inside the distance, I think that's also a good bet. Um, <clears throat> it's just hard to see Santos. You know, Ankoliev's so um, patient and technical and um that I can see him not taking any risks at all and just winning a decision and not really going for it because you know what's the point but on the other hand um it's just hard, it's sometimes hard, it's really hard to see how Santos I just see him getting dominated from from the start of the fight till the end so it's 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 sometimes over a five round fight. It's hard to see how someone like Santos will be able to last, especially with his cardio um, and being at the back end of his career. So inside the distance, you get over twos on Ankalaev. I would take that also. But that's me. That's it for today. That is the um, that is the card for this weekend. Another one done and dusted. Two more in a row. We've got now. We've got the UFC London next weekend. And the week after that, it's Blades, uh, Dorcas, and then we finally get a week off. But haven't already subscribed to MMA Pun School. If you want to see the results of uh, my channel so far, head over to velabetting.com. Link is in the bio. And, um, yeah, if it's your first time on the channel, whether it be Trade Mate or, um, or Pun School, like and subscribe, do all the good stuff. And I will be back next week with UFC London. Probably the first time, um, if you don't count Fight Island, it's the first time the UFC has been overseas in a very, very long time. So exciting stuff. And I'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.